Welcome to the Divine Purpose Podcast, where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life. Have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader? Or about knowing the secrets of life through the Bible? How about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits? We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management. Hey, everybody, this is Eddie Dacius. We are here um, on our 12th episode. This, is, this episode is brought to you by Dacius Facilities Management. Dacius Facilities Management, they will manage your property with a variety of services such as cleaning, maintenance, construction, project management. Call them now, 617-237-0106 or go online at daciusfm.com. We have a great show for you today and we have a great guest. Her name is Caitlin D. Lewis. Caitlin D. Lewis, how are you today? Hi, everyone. Hey. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here this morning with you guys or this afternoon, I should say. So uh, let's get right into it. Yeah, we're happy to have you today. Thank and you. this is fun for us. And we're excited. We're very excited. So what can you tell us about you? Wow. Um, you know, that's one of the most difficult questions for me to answer. Um, I don't like talking about myself. Sometimes I get caught up, you know, trying to figure out what I'm, I feel like my life is boring. But um, what can I tell about myself? I am a woman. I am six months pregnant. Um, <laughs> I've been married to Pastor Jean for it's gonna be 16 years wow um i do have a son um he's, he's 11 years old and mm. of course i'm pregnant i i'm having another son and uh, we recently got a dog two weeks ago Her oh. name in london oh, london <laughs> so about me i'm just a woman who loves god loves family loves fashion um and that's pretty much about it. Pretty much it. Really? Nah, yeah. nah. We, we, we will go deeper. Don't worry. We'll go deeper. So let's start with your background. Okay. All right. So where did you grow up? Um, Decatur, Georgia. Decatur, Georgia. Mm. I was born in Brooklyn, New York, but I was raised in Decatur, Georgia. So it is a different lifestyle for me being up north, even being here 16 years later. There's some things I'm still trying to get a hang of. Uh. And one of them is the winters. Oh, New England man. is very moody as uh. it is in terms of weather. So it's like every year you just never know what you're getting. I know. And it's very cold in New England. Right. Yeah. So what do you like around here? Around here, um, my friends and my family. Mm. Um, um, beaches, Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard. I mean, Boston has a lot to offer. Yes. Um, great school, great health care, um, and great people. So, I mean, even though I miss the South, the South is my home, but New England has, you know, um, really treated me so well. So I have no complaint. Wow. And I think somebody told me once you like to travel. I love you? to travel. <laughs> it is like my therapy. Um, so last year when everything was shut down, it was kind of difficult for me because I'm usually traveling at least two to three times a year. Yep. 
Um, so, but, you know, um, I had an escape even last year. You know, I did a lot of DIY projects in the home okay. um, with my husband who helped me. So I found some ways to, you know, to do my, to, to find, I found the outlet somewhere somehow, okay. but, you know, nothing beats traveling. I love, love to travel. So let, let's take a break on, um, let's go do a 360. I know we just, we're still on the pandemic. Yeah. So how did you guys adjust? with the pandemic well the crazy thing is even though i love to travel but i am an introvert where my husband he is not so when um what was difficult for me was you know not be able to travel but i was okay being home because i had an outlet i had a diy project i focused more on family i focused more on health okay. um for myself where my husband because of of what he does he's a pastor and he's an extrovert he loves to be around fam family and friends it was more difficult for, for him, him wow. than for me so when it was like a total shutdown he's like babe did you hear did you hear and I'm like yeah I heard so what color paint should we paint the living room <laughs> you know and he was just like oh my god wow. everything is shut down but we managed and I believe like last year was tough for everybody mentally emotionally um some of the things that we overlooked yep you know was like magnified because now i think last year made us look in the mirror within ourselves a little bit more but I, i could say and some people will say seeing you guys now that last year was good for you guys right <laughs> right 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 <laughs> you right. guys expecting I, I, i'm expecting i i yeah i'm pregnant <laughs> so um if, if it's okay uh, do you mind sharing all for you Um, I am 26 weeks, okay. so I'm over six months. Yes. All right. That's good. That's yes. good. So let's go deeper on education. Yes. So, and can you take us through to the journey? And I know um, you're a fashion lady and you went to fashion school, but can you take us where like everything started, the, the inspiration okay. for fashion? So my inspiration for fashion came from my mother. Okay. Um, I love vintage fashion. I love fashion between 1960s to 1990s. Um, the classic, elegant um, type of style. That's me. Um, I did go to business school. Yep. And then I did go to a fashion boot camp with celebrity stylist Jay Bolin. Okay. And, you know, I did style a couple of people. And, you know, now, I mean, I still love fashion. But now I'm getting my master's in um, at Gordon. Okay. Um, theology school, but it's going to be focused on more mental health than anything in theology. Um, but I still am a woman who loves fashion. My mother always says, you know, when you dress well, it's basically good manners. Yes. You know, so I raised up in it and, you know, I always try my best to just put my best foot forward as far as how well I look. Um, no, well said, well said. Is that okay if we talk about your mother a little sure, bit? Sure, uh, sure. What can you tell us about her? Um, 
she's very blunt, you know, when people meet with me um, in my answers, you know, how I respond to people and they think I'm direct, but my mom was more blunt than anything. But um, the thing was, she was like the Bible said, yes, it's her yes, no, it's her no. Um, you know, I grew up Catholic and my mom was um, the first person in our home that got converted to Christianity. Okay. And, but I didn't get into Christianity until I was like 18, okay. 17, 18. And it was seeing my mom, her actions. Cause one of the things um, growing up, like even when I was a Catholic, I never was much into church um, because I just felt like there was a lot of things going on that I didn't agree with. Okay. And I just like, oh, why be part of that if they're, <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting too deep. But nah, nah, this, this platform is for this, and we you're welcome to to go deeper because right. we have hot topic later. But you can go ahead. Yeah, so I I wasn't really attracted to the okay. religion Christianity because um of what I saw. Like I would I would go to school with the same people that goes to church to the clubs and everything. Okay. So I just felt like you know I was like mom, you know it wasn't something that was interested to me. Okay. And, but watching my mom, um how she treated me because I left home when I was 15, you know, being rebellious. And a lot of people from the church would be um, was saying, you know, don't let her in. You know, just, yes. you know how Haitian know. people can get these like but she was always praying she was always praying and every time I came home she just gave me a hug and she's like I forgive wow. and, and that was so powerful to me and I'm like wow mom what you have I want I want it too and that's how I became a Christian it wasn't because I went to a lot of churches it was because watching my mother's actions um, she was a woman who never cursed at me or um, speak ill of me, yep. even though, you know, as Haitians would say, with the Bundy. Yeah. But um, I think one of her prayers to God was, God, give me patience. And when you ask God for patience, he, he, yep. he gives it yeah. to you because you're going to go through tests and trials. And I was that test and she passed. And, you know, I'm so grateful for her. Um, she did pass away six years ago and it's been a memorable journey for me. I learned a lot from her Okay. and I think about her every day, even me carrying a child, carrying this child. But she was a woman of great faith. She was a woman that, I mean, she wasn't perfect. Yeah. Um, she didn't grow up in Christianity, Yeah. but she lived she applied every verse into her life okay and no. that that is all that god wants is for us to start being the doers of the word and not the hearers wow well said well said so can you go deeper on your fam family dynamic yeah. My so, family yeah. dynamic. So um, my dad died when I was six. Okay. So it's just always my Sorry mom. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. So it's just always my mom. So, you know, having her, having a single parent and being blunt and, you know, with all that, she didn't, you know, she didn't speak a lot of English. <laughs> Okay. Um, she did work a little bit for Bloomingdale's, but then she had a brain tumor and they had to operate on her and, you know, which caused 
um, a lot of difficulties in yep. raising us. Yep. But after a while, and that's how she became a Christian. It was because my aunt um, was telling her about Jesus. And, you know, she was just like, okay. And then the more that my aunt prayed with her, because the doctor didn't give her much, you know, much life because okay. they say that she'll be a vegetable for the rest of her life. But she made a prayer within herself. She's like, God, if you heal me, I will serve you for the rest of my life. Wow. And God healed her. She spoke. She walked out of the hospital and she took care of us until it was time for her to leave Earth. Um, I did get married and you know even when she was she was able to see you know me get married and me having my first son and mind you the people the church was the one that's like but my mother's prayer and, and you know so I encourage every mother who's going through with their children or their child God hears your prayers you may not come when you want to but God hears them because I am evidence of God's faithfulness, you know, because people didn't expect much because I was a troubled child. You know, I got expelled out of school. I left home early. I did everything. But God, you know, had his hand on me throughout it all. And, you know, she got to see the fruit of her prayer before she left earth. Uh, That's that's a good story. And I think people can relate to this, too, because uh, we had a guest. She said that her family was um, has a difficulty and and she she just find out about biological father when she she was in her thirties. Wow. But one thing I I think it's important to say is when you pray, like yeah. you said, God answers the prayer if you're patient. Can you tell us um, what was going through your mind when you realized <laughs> that you were on your way to become a pastor's wife? Wow. Um, I was thinking, oh, this is happening. So this is really happening. Um, I wasn't too crazy about, you know, being a pastor's wife Um, because I've seen behind the scenes. Yep. I have family members who are pastors and I see what they struggle with and what they deal with. And that's not one of my, you know, it's not one of those things like, oh, when I want to grow up, I want to be a pastor's <laughs> wife. Um, so it was it, so when is when it was happening um, during the ceremony, I just looked at my husband and I just smiled and he kind of knew what that smile was. Yeah, because I was just like, oh, this is really happening. Wow. And, you know, but with much prayer because one thing I was praying to God because what I seen behind the scenes and what people confided in me that are in ministry and I'm like God if you are making me go through this path that's probably because there that you have a special plan for me um, and you're going to give me the courage and strength to go through what I need to go through because I know it's not easy wow. um, leading people is not easy okay yeah point blank leading people is not easy so what was going through my mind I was fighting it because I wasn't for it um but then I was like what do I do do I feed into my fear or should I feed into my faith Mm. um so I feed into my faith which is a daily struggle Um, If I want to keep it real, because I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, the Lord provide. Yes, he provide. But let me tell you, it is a struggle every 
day. So every day I have to like talk to myself every day. I have to pray, of course. Um, And every day I have to tell myself, do not compromise who you are because of what people of people expectations of you. Oh wow! And you did you did some something that every <laughs> guest they they do that they go quick on the on the story, <laughs> but they don't give us the details. So let's okay. go. Let's let's take us to the first uh, maybe your first time uh, meeting pastor and how was it for you? Um, as we were dating. Yeah, take oh, us okay, to the journey. Okay. Oh, let's okay. Let's dive in. <laughs> All right. So because I was in, in Georgia, so every year my church, with the Stillfield, um, in Atlanta, has a convention. And, you know, um, but I didn't meet Jean at the convention. I met Jean because um, we were singing at a um, Oxenegas. Okay. And it was me and my two cousins. We were a trio. And we were there. And I believe Jean came in with his father at that time, which I didn't know it was his father. Okay. Um, with the choir. I was coming out of a breakup. Okay. And, um, and I made a prayer. And I basically said, God... I don't want to get into any relationship unless it's the one for me because it was a bad relationship. And um, so I wasn't looking to date or to look at any other individuals. <laughs> um, I was really just focused on healing myself because yep. one of the things, one of the prayers I made to myself was like, God, I don't want to get into another relationship, you know, with wounds that are not healed yep. because I'll be ending up treating the person that I'm with you know, I'm making them pay for so, something that they didn't do to Ooh, me. Yeah. So I, one of the things I just wanted to God to restore me because it was a horrible breakup. Um, the person cheated on me and just did so much stuff. And I wasn't ready to trust another male again. Okay. And <laughs> I was just like, God, I just need healing. So um, Gene came with his choir because at that time he was the youth choir. Um, so, um, so I saw him, he was singing. And I'm like, okay, you know, because I wasn't looking for that. Um, so his choir sang amazing. And then after service, you know, um, he came over with his brother and his cousin, I believe. Um, uh, no, I mean, yeah, his brother Daniel and his cousin. And he was just like, you know, telling us how well we sang and, you know, <laughs> and introducing himself. But I wasn't really listening to him. I wasn't interested at that time because I was dealing with what I had. Um, so I just said, thank you. And I kept it moving. Yep. But then I guess that, but then I didn't know he was a pastor's son because one of the lists I had <laughs> was that I didn't want to date any pastor's sons. Why? Um, Why? What's wrong with them? Um, it, No, I just didn't That, that wasn't want, your preference, right? It was not my preference. Okay. It was not my preference. I didn't want... I mean, I didn't mind singing and participating in ministry, but I didn't want nothing like being a pastor's wife. I didn't want any of that. Okay. So I knew a pastor's son will somewhat be some type of leader yeah. in ministry. And I stayed away clear. Wow. So so I was just like, okay, but I didn't know he was a pastor's son. So we had to go sing again in Boston. And we met Gene again. And, you know, and I it still didn't click. 
right? Because I yeah. wasn't looking for it. So Gene came and, you know, he said, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah. And I said, I'm doing great. And then he was just like, can we exchange numbers? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, how about I get your mm-hmm. number? <laughs> right? Because like I said. Classic denial. Classic <laughs> I denial. wasn't looking I for it. So eight months later, I found his number. And I thought, I don't know what I was thinking, but I ended up calling Gene Lewis in Boston. And um, I guess his friend, his college roommate at that time was there, was like, hey, someone called you. It's a, you know, a girl named Caitlin from Atlanta. And I guess she was just like, she called me eight months later. <laughs> and, and, you know, but it, 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 you know, God was in there. God yep. was in the works. And, you know, from then he called me back and then we kind of became best friends. Right. Okay. Um, but Gene liked me, you know, from the first sight. Yep. But I wasn't looking for that yet. Um, so... Going through the scroll, this timeline, um, we were best friends, but we didn't want we didn't want um, us to be dating other people. Okay. And that's when I kind of knew that, okay, I really like this dude, you know, because every time he's like, oh, yeah, we're friends, so I'm going on a date. And I'd be like, ugh, yeah. why you going on a date for? And then I'm like, okay, fine. And so I go on a date. He'd be like, oh, why you going on a date for? So that's when we kind of knew yep. that we liked each sure. other. Yeah. But I was scared to take it to the next level because he was such a good friend. Okay. My best friend. So, but what made me take it to the next level is I was on a date with this guy. And, <laughs> funny story. And he kind of proposed right because he had the ring and everything but throughout the (laughs) whole dinner i was comparing him to gene and and that's when i knew like okay i need to stop playing games and And, really you know entertain these feelings i have so you know um gene told me he liked me and he thought he wanted to know what i thought but i never gave him a real answer right So finally, I gave him a real answer and it didn't take long to date. Okay. So we just jumped to dating. And after, what, eight months of dating, um, eight months of dating, you know, he asked me, he proposed to me. And then three months after that, we got married. Wow. <laughs> so fast? So fast. He wow. didn't, he said he, he didn't want to wait. And I agree. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be celebrating 16 years. No, so. makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. When you find the right one, you you shouldn't wait. Yeah, you, know, you don't waste time. Nah. Yeah. So, you know, it's been a crazy ride, but it was worth the while. So did you have to make any adjustment in your lifestyle as a as a pastor's wife? <laughs> um, uh, That's a loaded question. Um... Yes. Uh, tell us. Um, there's there some things I had to learn the hard way. Um, number one, not everyone has the same heart as you. Okay. Right. And um, and you know, I had to learn that because I would think that okay, everybody want to be together. We want to serve God together. We do this together. But not everyone has the same heart. Not everyone is you. Not everyone wants to put in that much t- 
time, energy as you. So, and, you know, and, and realize not everyone is your friend and that's okay. You know, and being okay with learning, you know, to do the assignments that God has for you and not be so attached to the people saves you a lot of heartbreak. Because a lot of times, you know, when who we serving, we thinking they're our friends yep. and some of them are not. And mm. then we get heartbreak, you know, when we put them in the position of friends. So, so um, are you preaching now? No, <laughs> no that's why I always tell people. Uh, like, no, that's, no, no, that's that's the wheel. So yeah, that, yeah. I'm glad you're saying that. Be attached to the assignment. You're there for a reason. You have an assignment. Do the assignment, and then let God direct so, you. We like to say, embrace your purpose. Right. So embrace it. Embrace it. There's gonna be some people that are gonna appreciate you. There's some people that are not, and you just gotta be okay that like I had to be okay that not everyone is going to like me you know and serving right as yeah. a leader who serves people we always want to be like we yeah. always want to say you did a good job, job. you did this nah, you did good this. job no no definitely no you, 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 you <sighs> I think you you making a big uh, good point here but um, I had when I was ready mm-hmm. and getting pre- uh, ready for for your session and yeah. I had that question and my wife said no what what question so why but we will ask it later okay, but okay. the question I'll ask it later okay. so let's let's go what what inspired you to go uh, for fashion I know you said your mother but yeah. can you go deeper your yeah. education um what inspired me to go into fashion um as a Christian let's say that um, because I I feel that as women, I'm talking to women, I'm not talking about men, that, you know, you don't have to dress boring to give the gospel. Okay. Right? Um, because growing up, you know, I mean, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't born in a Christian household. I mean, a Catholic is a Christian, but, um, but it seems like in the Pentecostal or... Baptist, a certain there's there's a protocol. How would I say? There's a look that everyone wants you to look. You know, um, growing up, you know, um, when I used to come to church, they would be like, you know, women shouldn't wear pants, or yeah. you know, you have to do this. And I'm that's like, a big no no. Yeah, it's a big no no. But I'm just like, but for me, and that's why. You know, I encourage everyone. You know, I don't know if I'm, Eddie's gonna bring me back when I say this, but I encourage, <laughs> I encourage nah, everyone to worry. develop their own personal relationship with Christ and really read and study the Bible because people will put their preference as biblical, and if you're not aware and you don't study the Bible for yourself you'll fall into a lot of things that doesn't concern the soul. Um, So for me, what made me go into, you know, into fashion is that 
you know, I want women to be confident. Like some of my clients, when I started to do like from vintage and I would have personal clients and most of my clients were female pastors and female speakers, you know, um, starting from T.D. Jake's daughter, Cora Jake's. And, you know, they want to feel confident in what they have what they're wearing, but also, you know, because when you're confident, you're confident in everything that you do, especially yep. preaching the gospel. And, you know, and we as humans, we're visual creatures. You know, we, you know, like, like before you beat a girl, you look at how she yeah. dressed and it's a yes or no, right? Yep. Yep. When you first saw Jessica, it's like a yes or yep. no. Yep. You know? you're, right. you're right. So it's the same thing with the speaker. Like, you know, when you see a speaker coming in and you see them confident or you see them well dressed and put together you'd be like okay they took time and you know took time in what they're doing in their outward but you're excited what God has to say to them inward to you so I, I don't like to set limits to um to women that are preaching or motivating on based on how they look you know they shouldn't stick to black or navy blue suits they can wear dresses you know they can be very modest in what they're wearing and be colorful and be feminine you know I you know one of the women I really love is Queen Esther Um, it talked about her beauty it talked about you know she saved the whole nation but it doesn't mean that she came looking a certain way So, you know, so that inspired me a lot. So I feel like, you know, one of my purpose um, on this earth is to build confidence in women in their closets. So when they go out to preach or go out to speak, that they feel confident in what they're doing. Because a lot of times that I realize sometimes they don't feel confident in what they're wearing because they just feel like, oh. They have to just a certain way right. to be yep. accepted. And I'm like, no, you got to break that limitation and that barrier and be confident in what you wear. So. Oh, wow. Well said. Well said. So let's say um, somebody come to your house mm-hmm. on a weekday. Right. So what they might see you doing as a hobby. As a hobby? Yeah. Is it watching TV, weeding or cleaning? Cleaning or do cleaning and organizing. Wow, I'm a big thing about organ organization in my home, like in my cabinets, in my spice cabinets, in my pantry. Everything has a has a place. You know, I always think you know cleanliness is next to godliness. You know, okay. I don't like clutter. Um, I don't like it a lot. So. Um, Uh, my other hobby is organizing, organizing closets, organizing cabinets, anything we're organizing and cleaning and, you know, finding ways to to declutter anything in your life, whether your closet, emotions, whatever it is, that that's me. I love it. So what else do you like? You don't like watching movies, Netflix? No, I do. I do. I, I watch a lot of action movie. Oh, really? I am such a Marvel I, fan. I love wow. Marvel. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't guess that. Oh my god, I'm such a Marvel fan. My husband, he's a DC comic. Yeah. So we always go at war with each other. <laughs> wow. Um at, at at home when we're watching movies, but I'm a Marvel fan, absolutely. 
Wow. Yeah. No, well said. So what is the biggest challenge you ever face as a businesswoman, mm-hmm. a wife, a mother, a leader or a leader? <sighs> the biggest challenge is learning to put yourself first after God. Okay. Because as women, as a mother, as a wife, as a leader, as a ministry leader, we always give. We give, we give, we give, we give. Sometimes we give, we give to the point we become empty, but we don't realize what we're doing because we're givers, right? So I had a hard time of just in the beginning. Now it's it's okay. But in the beginning, I had a hard time saying, no. Really? Yeah, I know. Eddie's like, really? Yes. <laughs> if my husband asks for me asks me to do something, I'd be like, okay. And then if if you know at the time Bishop asked me, I said, okay. And then, you know, I have a son and then you know my clients. I said, okay, okay. But I never took a day for myself. Oh, I never okay. go out. Like self-care wasn't a routine, right? Okay. So I find myself giving, giving, giving to the point there was one time I was doing so much and then I fell, I just fell on my bed and I was just tired. Okay. Spiritually, emotionally and physically. I didn't wake up till the next night. So I slept from that morning morning. to the next night and that's when I said to myself, I will never do it again. So I implement self-care into my routines. Okay. Mondays, Saturdays, that's my day. That's my day to pray Please. for myself, okay. to fast, to do certain things. That's when I take care of me because I cannot give if I don't put mm-hmm. myself yep. first. So that's one of the lessons I had to learn is just saying no and be okay with it. And, and with no explanations to just no. No? Just no. Wow. So, um, no, no, like I said, I, I will agree with that because man, you need to make sure you take care of yourself. Right. Too. Um, so let's switch to, so can you tell us and take us to the journey when, because I know people always say college was a big break for them. Mm-hmm. So how was your experience? At co- in college? college? Yeah. In college, I will, especially when I'm now I'm getting my master's. Um, it's, it's an eye opening, you know, um, an eye opening journey, um, especially in theology school that I'm in certain things that I, you know, when you spiritual, spiritually in like spiritual maturity requires you to humble yourself and requires you to look at yourself in the mirror. Yes. Um, during college, when I was taking my business class, you know, it's all about street smart, book smart, learning the people, learning charts, learning what they like, what, you know, give them what they want. Whereas theology, it's not about give them what they want, give them what they need. need. Yeah. And trying to refocus that and looking yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, because there's a lots of challenges in society as a woman, as a black woman, yeah. per se. Um, so you have to like just like come, like overcome that stigma yeah. and be confident in yourself. So it's it's a eye-opening journey where some of the, you have to unlearn a lot of things to relearn some things. 
Okay. So I don't know if that's detailed enough for you. No, nah, no, nah, that's I think that's perfect. <laughs> and because you, know? you 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 brought a, a big dimension where, like I said, like I said, all the guests we had, they talk about break free, yeah, new experience, knowing themselves. Yeah. But you you bring you bring it to a dimension that, as a leader in a mini- in ministry, it gives you a big opportunity to evaluate yourself yeah and then come to maybe bigger faith or yeah. better faith and learn and from the mistake yeah so that's that's why i got from this yeah no absolutely it's um it, it does test your faith um and then with what i learned in theology is also how it also like i said put a mirror in front of me and it teaches me what i think about myself okay you know, and how important it's not so much what you think about yourself, what does God think of you? Wow. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's very difficult because, you know, sometimes your friends or you see people that you hold to high influence will say certain things and you're like, uh. <laughs> but then God will tell you something different. Yeah. And then now you have to discipline yourself to be like, okay, God, whose voice is louder is it them or you so it's definitely like it's a very like i said eye-opening moment um where you have to depend more on god okay and his voice so so i know i, I talk too much now, whoa, whoa, whoa that's your platform that's why <laughs> we need you to to talk and right. so people can learn yeah. from you because there's a side of you people don't don't have a chance to right. see and right. when watching and subscribing to this platform channel we will know better about our guests so let's talk about your business i know that's your baby too can you tell us my baby so we took a break because we're rebranding we are rebranding but it's from vintage on all platforms um website social media is fine vintage um so basically it's an online boutique and it's also a styling boutique where we create styles for you you can shop with us and now we're going into closet organization because during a pandemic that's what i learned about myself okay (laughs) and then you know um and i had a few clients that i used as um you know testing to see how we can do it and you know so we offer that as well um the goal of from vintage it is a women's boutique um for now but for you to be confident you know in what you wear basically bring out the confidence already inside of you outside okay um so that when you walk in a room it's not because you're flashy or what it's just your presence you know And the God within you speaks louder than anything, but you are very much confident in what you wear and what God has you to speak to you, to his people. Okay. And I think you you had another business too. Oh, I do. No, so this is a platform. <laughs> if you have an event coming uh, yes, up, you can talk you. about it. Let's right. go. Right. So I do have a nonprofit called Chosen Woman of Worth. Um, so it is a, like I said, nonprofit. So it is like a headquarters for female leaders. Um, we create events, retreats, girls trips, and we do a lot of workshop and we bring in resources and tools. So one of the things, the reason why I created this 
this platform on this atmosphere for women leaders is because it's one thing for me to preach you the word and make you feel good but then I don't want you to leave and not know what to do next yeah so with chosen we have whether it's whatever industry that you're in we bring it we bring them in they do the workshop they give you the tools they give you the resources so you don't leave not knowing what to do so we got testimony and i don't want to seem like i was both i'm boasting but testimonies where people started their business um wrote books and started uh, like um schools and you know it's just a great testimony of what god is doing through chosen women of worth and for me i didn't want to start it because i'm a eddie knows i'm a very private person um i live my life offline right even in my personal social media i don't post often right so i live my life offline but you know but when you're embracing purpose like eddie was saying earlier it calls you to the front line yes it calls you to you know leave your comfortability to do what god calls you to do so that is those are my two babies um for now um it's basically around it's the my purpose is to encourage to teach and to empower women of faith wow wow so when should we expect another event um next year this year um we took a break um i wanted to focus more internally with the people that are with me but next year there will be a retreat um so like if you go on all our social media chosen woman of worth if you go on um our web page chosenwomanofworth.org um that's where you can get all the highlights and all the future events that are that we have coming up Wow, well said, well said. And so now we're going to jump to Hot Topic. Hot Topic. Yes, are you ready? I am so ready. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good to hear because some some people, they don't like to, to they don't like this segment because it's so, so we go deeper. So yeah. the Hot Topic today, yeah. it's, um. let's talk about fashion. I know, right. and, and I know, fashion and modesty right how do you think and you see the verse now uh 1 timothy 2 1 timothy 2 verse 9 right should be applied in the applied in a christian life mm-hmm. considering how uh, you have a background in right. fashion so right. what can you tell us about this um this uh, scripture Okay, so thank you for bringing that scripture to us. No problem. Um, but I feel like you know, one one Timothy, um, chapter two, verse nine. We can't talk about it unless we talk about verse ten. Okay. Um, because it it's okay for me to read it. Yes. Okay. Oh, go okay. ahead. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> so in the verse it says, "I want. I also want the woman to dress modestly with decency and." property um adorning himself not with elaborate hairstyle or gold or pearls or expensive clothes but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship god so i just want to make it clear um that he is not saying you cannot wear it he's just saying that it should not be your main focus focus all right. right. So let's go deeper. All let's right, go. Right. Let's go. It, should, it should not. 
that's why it's so important when we read the scripture, we read um, the content of it all. Um, because a lot, I feel like a lot of people um, use that verse and say, this is what you can, this is what you can, what you can. But if you read some of the women in the Bible, what an Esther, um, Sarah, other people had, you know, had to wear those clothes, right? Yep. Even we, even if we want to go deeper and talk about the men, David had to wear, you know, when he was king, he wear fine clothes, right? Yeah. So, but what Paul was saying to Timothy, you know, while he's writing to Timothy, is basically say that let them know that it's not the main focus, okay. yeah. right? Because you know, even the parable in in the New Testament where the women, the poor woman came with two cents and the rich woman and the rich man came and, you know, was just giving money, you know, he did it because it it didn't really was a dent. It was because he was rich, but yep. Jesus focused more on the poor woman because she gave all that she had, right? Yeah. So with, with that being said, um, Paul is saying, you know, let's not focus on the outward because what happened is we focus so much on the outward, but we're dying inside. Yes. We're focused on the outward, but we're not trying to train ourselves to be spiritually mature, to truly worship God in spirit and in truth. So, so in the fashion sense, I'm not saying I'm not, I, I feel this is me and the pastor's next to me. He can chime in whenever he wants. But for me, I take it, <laughs> I take it, I take it as, okay, right. Okay. All these stuff, the braids, the, the, the clothes, the pearls, the gold, you know, that shouldn't be our, our main focus, you know, as women, right. Yep. You know, we are allowed to feel and look pretty, right? Yeah. But I don't think that it should it should over over supersede, you know, us searching but, but for I, God. I, I'm glad you you said that because uh, I I'm in the front row for this where <laughs> people and yeah. my wife or they take time to get ready. Right. So, do you think people might use this verse to say, oh, you don't have to go ex the extra miles to look beautiful, just wear something simple, modest, and go to, to, to church? Okay, but then, then it begs the question, what is modesty to them? Okay. You know what I mean? So, in every environment, there's a sense of modesty. Work, there's a sense of modesty. If you go into the White House, there's a sense of modesty. Yep. If you go into church, there's a sense of modesty. The church modesty is, I shouldn't see, you know, certain things, yeah. right? I shouldn't, your clothes shouldn't be so tight yeah. that I can see everything. But the thing is, it's not only women who dress like that. Now, these days, men dress very, you know. <laughs> oh wow! I, I, I wasn't trying really? to go there. No. I wasn't trying to go there. No, but, but I saw something the <laughs> other day, and I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but right. I feel like fashion is taking a turn in church, and right. people are trying to uh, train, break the internet with their clothes, right. or like. Right. But I feel. So what can you say about that? Okay. So I don't have a problem if it's a confident thing, right? But my problem with, it's a problem for me where it's when you, you, you wear clothes just to show off and make feel people and make people feel some, some, some type of way. Cause I 
I've met women who won't go to church. Wow. Because they wore something two weeks ago, right? <laughs> and they don't wanna they don't wanna wear it again so oh, people man. can talk. That's a problem. Now you putting fashion before God, right? Okay. So that's a problem. So I do agree with you. Fashion is coming into the church, but there there's a line. And my line, my line yep. is that I shouldn't see certain parts, okay. right? Um, I do because when you go to a White House, you have to dress a certain way. There's you know? like a protocol, right? There is a protocol. So I feel like in church, there should be a protocol. You can you can look cute and still cover up, you know? Wow. Like every environment has yep. a... Has a, has a has its place. Yep. You know, it's like Ecclesiastic. There's a time for everything. Yeah. There, there, there's a style for everywhere. For everything, yeah. Right? So, I feel like with church, um, it shouldn't be like, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. Because, you know, I I might get heat for this. Because, you know, a lot of time, put your Dimash, you yep. know, where I go chapel on that moon. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's their focus. And people are like, oh, got a chapel, blah, blah, blah. I don't wear hats, but that's my preference. And yeah. it's okay to wear it and be confident. But yeah. if it, if you're wearing it just to show off, God knows your heart. He knows you didn't come to church for him. Okay. You came to church for to see other people tell you, oh, put the Olasha shop on. Like, wow, you know, wow, well, you bought wow. that hat. Yeah. So, yeah. So. But, no. <laughs> and Go ahead, I think Eddie, I, speak, No, no. You, speak, no, speak. no. You, you're doing it. And I like it. Like I said, I like and I like what I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, every guest brings something different. Right. So for you, what I was thinking about is, I heard that before, if somebody wear a dress and then took a put the took a picture and then posted on Facebook, right? She's never gonna wear that dress again. <laughs> and to hear that going into church now, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's. Ridiculous. I mean, well, I'm not a social media. Person, but I wear clothes. I rewear clothes. Okay. And sometimes you can wear it and wear it in different ways, ways yeah. right? It, but it's easier for men because you can wear the same black suit. All you have to do is change the shirt and tie and call it a day. Yeah. Um, but it is sad to see some people will put all their looks. I feel like social media. If you can control it, great job. But a lot of times, social media can be addictive. Yes. Right? And you feel like you always have to bring your best foot forward yeah. in social media. And sometimes it can create an illusion of perfection. Okay. Right? And, you know, and for me, I'm just like, come on. You know, like, <laughs> come on. Let's do better. Wow. But there's... There's some good parts and some bad parts. Growing up, I didn't have social media. I think social media came to us when, what, MySpace? I don't oh, know. Okay. Right, yeah. That, that's just show you how old I am, okay. right? But, you know, um, but I say to the women out there is dress confidently and, you know, in who God calls you to be. But the more you get in a relationship with God, there's some things you know. You know... Once you put it on, it ain't going to feel good. You know? It ain't going to feel good. It ain't. It's not going to feel good. Because when I was a Christian and I was still, and this is my testimony. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, it's everyone. Because a lot of times, like, 
my testimony, but it's for everybody. But no, this is my testimony. Um, when, <laughs> when, um, when I got married with Jean and I had to go to church, I had suits, but they were short. Yeah, you know, so I would get these looks, but they would not come and tell me, hey. You know, why they giving me the look? Yeah. Right. So, but to me, I'm just like, hey, you know, it, they, they said I can't wear pants. I have to find a dress and this is what I got. Right. But then as I was building my relationship with God, there's certain things you just, that I used to wear, I won't wear anymore. Okay. Because I know better. Once I put it on, something tells me, okay, then I, you know better. Yeah. That's too much. You know, so... So now the question I have, so is it fair to say if somebody wear like something, it's not appropriate for church, you can, it's not judge or you can, I'm not saying judge, but you can check their spirituality level. Okay. No. Okay. Go ahead. Why? Because you don't know where they are. Oh, wow. Because when I first came to the church, I was the one that was wearing pants and short skirts, right? Okay. Um, And and I wasn't a modern past yet, right? I was yeah. just married to Jean. Okay. And I did felt judged a lot. And the thing is, I didn't know the culture. Like, the okay. church I used to go to was non, you know, wasn't Pentecostal, wasn't Baptist, you know? Um, So I just didn't understand the protocol and that's why I said as a church and for all my church people that's out there let's just say those who are true Christians you know when people come and yes they'll come like whatever your job is to love them through it okay right um do not judge because you don't know where they are in life you don't know if that's the only thing they got yeah so ask God discernment because not everyone has the gift of exhortation. Wow. And, you know, because some people be like, what are you wearing? What if I don't have money to get anything? Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So the thing is, let's not judge. So it's like what you're saying. Is, it's like, let's say you just just got saved from, right. from the club. Right. And <laughs> you come into church with what you had. Right. It's going to take time so right. for you to, to get comfortable and then make mistake and get better we're not perfect we all have skeletons we all have past we're we're not perfect your job is to pray for them love them say hello how you doing and if there are showing um because i remember i was going i I wasn't even a christian yet i went to um go meet my mom at a church and it was this old lady because i was picking her up from the church and I had shorts on. Yeah. And then they had, I think they had some type of vetted or something. And at that time, I didn't know it was vetted, right? But then I walked in and I was picking up my mother and I sat down and I just sat down and this old lady was like, show you Shirley, like, how you doing, sweetheart? You know, I'm going to put this scarf over you only because, you know, you're just showing a little bit too much. Wow. I wasn't 
I wasn't angry. I'm like, okay, you know, I kind of understand, but not everyone has that, that gift. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But she didn't make me feel like I was being judged. She didn't make me. She she called me sweetheart. At the end, she gave me, you know, you know, the little old ladies that love the peppermint. They give yeah. you peppermint, and till this day, I remember her. Right. Like you know, wow. she passed. But the point is, there's a way you can embrace someone. Let's not try to do God's job. Um, yep. You know, let's not try to do the Holy Spirit job, you know, because you just don't know. Because there's plenty of people, they look the part, <laughs> but they're rotten inside. Mm. Okay? Wow. So let, let's not do God's job. Let us pray for them and love them. And then let God do the transformation. Oh, definitely, definitely. So now... Second hot topic. So oh, there's another one. Yeah, that's that's the big one now. So why do you think why do you think people don't like the pastor wife? In oh, your opinion. In my opinion. Yes. <sighs> that's a loaded question. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is a loaded question. Um Okay, from from my experience, I think you know, there's many reasons because you meet different people. Yeah. Um. Sometimes they want to to get closer to the husband, get closer to the pastor. They go through the wife, right? Uh huh. And uh, you know, let's keep it real. You you're the gatekeeper, right? Right. I am <laughs> the gate. I am the troll under the bridge. Oh okay? wow. Let, let's say it like that. Um. I do not play with my family, my husband, my child, my home. Um, that's the first ministry that God gives me to gives me, and I take it very seriously. Um, some people, you know, and it's not only women, men as well. Um, okay. And some people just wants to get to know. They're, they're good people because Shirley is one of them. When I first met Shirley, she was up for me in the beginning too much. She's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> And you just sound like it now. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're coming on too strong. But, you know, as she didn't, then I realized that that's who she is. Yeah. You know, so I've met great people. I've met good people that have good hearts. And then I met people, you know, that had intentions they had plans mm. um because they want to get to know the wife they want to get to know what's going on in the home they want to get to know you know wow. more of everything and i'm a private person i don't talk too much i don't word vomit <laughs> um i give you what i give you and yep. that's it um so i think because for me i create a boundary um, from the gate, you know, even before I was a pastor's wife, I was private. There's certain things I just don't cross. Okay. Um, and still now being a pastor's wife, I still do not cross them. Um, I, I, I do that to protect my husband, myself and my family, um, because I know a lot of pastors, family, they opened themselves and they, they were very, very genuine in doing so. And because of that, People take what they need to take, leave them high and dry and call them all calls, all sorts of names and then just leave. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, pastors get hurt. Pastors' yeah. wives get even more 
because you know I always told my husband like sometimes and I'm, I'm so grateful for it sometimes he don't tell me everything I'm like don't tell me everything don't tell me everything because my first response would not be a first lady okay my first response would be a wife Wow. I'm going to be very protective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, with that being said, I mean, I think culturally, you know, in Haiti, they always appreciate the pastors the pastor, more yeah, than the pastor's the pastor. wife. Yeah. You know, whether because we're women, I don't know. Whether it's because, you know, because, you know, some patient pastors believe that women don't play an important role. So they just minimize us. Um, but... You know, for me, um, I'm confident in who I am. So how you view me, I really don't care. Okay. <laughs> it sounds bad, but it is the truth. I really, I really don't put your insecurity onto mm. myself. Wow. I'm very confident in who I am and I'm okay with it. Wow. Well said. Well said. So we got to the end of the show. Uh-huh. And I think um, we heard, we learned a lot from Kitlin. D. Lewis, she's the she's pastor's pastor Jean's wife, yeah. and she's a mother. She's expecting. And last word for you. Last word, I would say to all the viewers that are listening and watching this, is that embrace your purpose. Sometimes God will make you go through a route where it's just you and Him, and you got to be okay with it. You know, and realize not everyone has the same heart as you. And, but don't let that change you or your assignment that God has for you. So God bless you. All right. Thank you for watching Divine Purpose Podcast. This is our 12th episode. We had Kitlin D. Lewis with us today. She Woo-hoo. gave a lot. She's energetic. We like her <laughs> and we expect her to to be back soon, probably yes. with Pastor Jean. Right. With some more questions. Couples thing. Yeah, definitely. But um, this is DP Podcast Live with Eddie Dacius. Um, good night.